Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. Okay, we are here in LA together. Hi, Talissa. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> like, I feel really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I actually felt nervous. Really? Yeah. How do you feel now? Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your LA experience so far. And wait, before you start, you were right last night. This is the sixth time that we've seen each other in person. Yeah, because your wedding was the sixth one that we forgot. Right. No. Let's, oh, let's so go confusing. through it. Let's go through it. Maybe I'll cut this out. Okay. Wedding, your trip. Yeah, my traveling. 30th birthday, mine. Yeah. Our- Road uh, trip. No. No. Before that was when we came to Bristol. Yeah. And then our road trip. Yeah. And now- this is a six. six. Yeah. But then I think I was correct in saying we've only seen each other five times. Maybe it was like five times before yes. in person. So this is currently <laughs> the six. Riveting for our listeners. <laughs> I think it probably is though, because <laughs> everyone always asks us how we've met. Right. Of, at your party last night, there must have been like six different people that were like, so how did you meet? Right. But it's probably just because I'm British and they were like, what are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> Some people don't know my... Me living in England either or Wales or anything like that. Some people don't know that because it's, it's not something that I'm just like, I'm not an asshole who's like, well, when I lived in London, all those, you know, like some people do. When I lived in Norway for a year, I don't do that. You lived in Norway? No, I know no. you didn't. <laughs> I'm like an oversharer. So like mm. everyone would know where where I've been, what I've done. But yeah. I know what you mean because like... Tom sometimes takes the piss out of me, like when I go, oh, like when I was traveling, and he's like, yeah. oh, when I was on my gap yard. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's so unfair. It, it just happened then. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's still relevant. It's... It happened in your life. And, and it was, yeah. Yeah. So the LA experience so far, what did we do first? Um, went for a hike to Griffith Obs- Observatory. Yeah. You loved it. I know you did. Sake. Nearly melted to death. <laughs> And then, but there was good dogs at the top mm-hmm. once we got there. Yeah. And then, um, what did we do that night? Went to the baseball. That feels like we went two to separate a days. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a full day. It was a full day. Um, yeah. Then we went to the Dodgers, LA Dodgers game, and like two fights broke out. <laughs> and like people were like, obviously they were playing Philly. Yeah. So it was LA versus Philly, and then the people. Like, there's no Philly people sat with the LA Dodgers fans. No, they're always, like, dotted around. That always happens at every game where, like, the opposing team will just Why would you sit? Why would you dress that way? Why? (laughs) Yeah, like, that's ballsy. That's just, like, writing fuck you to everyone, like, on your back. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and then that, oh, my God, I I wanted to die because that guy, like, walked past and someone was like, 
hey, dude, if you breathe in, your shirt's going to rip off your back or something. And it was quite a tight shirt. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'd be so embarrassed if somebody called me out for something like that. But, like, you're asking for it when you wear the opposing team. And you're it's like, really you're gonna, tight. And you're going to get shit. <laughs> no matter what you're wearing, you're going to get shit for it if you're wearing the opposing team. So I was like, please, no one start on me. Yeah, right next to you. That was literally, like, right in front of you. You said that it was 70s themed and I was like, oh, okay. And then wore like a 70s like jumpsuit thing. Yeah. And then everyone was, as I want to turn up, everyone was just wearing fucking Dodgers. I told you things. that. I was like, it's very casual. Everyone's going to be wearing blue. And you were like, oh, Ellen, you were like, oh, yeah, Ellen was wondering what to wear. She turns yeah. up. T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I look like, I look like an absolute mentalist. <laughs> I'm kind of, I was kind of okay with it though. We, what do we do the next day? We Yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. It's weird as well because my computer is still on English time. Oh, right. So it says 2.18 in the morning on my computer. Yeah, but and it's 6, 6 p.m. right now. Yeah, so I'm like, should I be tired? Like, I, I'm, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't, we just died a bit in the day, didn't we? Well, I had to work and then, yeah, we just kind of spent the day like chilling out. And oh, we watched. We, um, yes, we've been watching Candy. Candy. Mm -hmm. Which we just finished today. Yeah, so we <laughs> burnt through really, that on a hangover. We really did. If anyone wants to watch it, it's on Hulu, and it's about a really small church-going town. It's, it's in Tennessee, right? I can't remember where it is. Or Texas, or something. I think it's. <laughs> I think it was Texas. But anyway, yeah, she um basically has an affair with somebody's husband, and then well, am I giving it away if I? Say no, I mean, I feel like they give it away in the ads, the trailer. They really for it. do. They, like, it's a true story, so yeah, you, you could Google it. And you already know, but Jessica Beale is in it. She looks a lot like the woman you looked her up today and yeah. showed me. And uh, she's just got like a short perm. Yeah, like, it's just like a b little bubble head, <laughs> like weird hair. Yeah, dude. why was that ever a thing? I don't know. And then for the trial, she does her hair like. Like Farrah Fawcett, like, yeah, like kind of flipped out. Yeah. yeah, which was a way more normal hairdo right. for a woman right. of that age. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, she basically like kills a woman with an axe. Yeah. yeah. After she fucks her husband. Right. So yeah, yeah. It, I, I really enjoyed that though. I would recommend. Good. Yeah, definitely yeah. would recommend. And then now fast forward and we're in the same room. We're recording. here. Yeah. Just had some Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. Cleaned up from the party from last night. You cleaned up. <laughs> well done. But to be fair, I was sat here trying to write a story. I would write like three lines and then be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then have to do something else. So like, yeah, but it did finally get done. And I really hope you don't know this story because it's a humdinger. When Ooh. It's like a big reveal. Yeah? I really don't want you to guess it. Even if... <laughs> I feel like I have such a bad memory these days Good. that I wouldn't, you know, unless it was like, here's the Yorkshire Ripper, then I'd be like, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was reading the things about it, I said it was like, oh, it was, it was global news. I was like, I don't know that it was, but global news. Okay, well, um, anything else that you want? Oh, do you remember last night my friend telling you about how his mom rode in the car with Ted Bundy? yes okay now you say it i do man i don't remember i don't remember that was, so much from last night that was the point when 
I think you started to not know what was going on. <laughs> was I dancing before or after that? It was around that time. Because I basically don't remember... Dancing? Yeah. No, I don't remember dancing. Yeah. I don't remember... We were talking about our entrance songs. Right. And you were... That's what kicked me off, was it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Which, listeners, if when we were at the baseball game, we were all having this discussion of, like, what would you come out... What would your entrance song be? And Talissa, what was yours? Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why. It's and just a fucking great song. It is a great song. Mine was For Whom the Bell Tolls. Which is way cooler. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of something like that. Yeah, but then last night we were talking about it again and then you were making your entrance to that song. <gasps> now it's coming back to me. It's all coming back. <laughs> it's all kind of screaming back. <laughs> oh, didn't I do like an interpretive dance? It was like kind a weird of, interpretive. Yeah. <laughs> what the we all loved it. It was great. But uh, if I'm you, a hoot. You are. You are a hoot. I want to know what our listeners' entrance songs would be, though. They should well, let us gonna know. It's going to be better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is great. I love it. <laughs> oh, let's listen to that after this. Okay. <laughs> Just sit quietly yeah. and listen to a song. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into it then. Okay. So what's the theme again to remind... Me Wh- and our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women fought back. Yes. Is the Love theme. it. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as you said it, I was like, right, I know what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Like, 100%. Awesome. But this is like the holiday where I don't remember the names of fucking podcasts mm. because there was a whole podcast about this and it was so good. Like mm. they spoke to the people, they interviewed everybody involved with it, like, and loads of people were were embarrassed by what happened so they were like i don't want to talk to anyone okay so it was really good access that they got um i think it's a bbc podcast and i will try really really hard to find it but i don't know i just don't know what to type in okay like even when i was doing the research it didn't pop up Mm. so maybe they took it down i don't know it was really good though. It's a series podcast, so yeah. it's like if you're up, if you're up for something bingeable, then it's I like, like those. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, and when I first listened to the podcast as well, I didn't know the story at all. Right. So I got the twist like bit as well. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. So you won't know from the name of the story what it's going to be about at all. So this okay. is this is the story of Kate Wilson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Kate. No. It's... <laughs> okay. So, um, in 2003, Kate Wilson was 23 and she was an environmental activist. She would travel the world attending climate conferences and she spoke several languages. And she'd recently worked as a translator in Venezuela, at one point, translating a speech by President Hugo Chavez. So, she's a oh. pretty big deal. Wow. And At 23, that's I know, that's right? Pretty nice. Yeah, I always think when people speak several languages, I'm like, you had an, a leg up. Like you already knew. Like maybe your mum was Spanish or something. I maybe guess... that's me downplaying other people's <laughs> achievements because I want to be able to speak loads of languages. But I don't know. I my sister's really good. Two of my sisters are really good at just learning languages and I'm just not like that's just something that I cannot retain at all but really yeah my two sisters can and like you know we weren't we were only brought up with English so (laughs) nah they had a secret Spanish friend no I'm joking (laughs) yeah (laughs) she 
is obviously really smart. Mm. Um, and her and her friends would go on protests. And they're the kind of environmental protests that are like chaining yourself to a plane. Okay. Or gluing yourself to the road. Yeah, so like the real deal They're protests. fucking serious. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in 2003. So this is before the Greta Thunberg and mm. before I feel like climate change was easier to deny mm-hmm. i think okay at that point yeah people were like whatever whereas like now with like david like david attenborough on every single documentary he makes is like yeah. no it is real right like please listen yeah so and i think people have like changed their stance on it but in 2003 i think people were like you're it's easy to deny yeah you're a crazy lefty right. basically right so like for example one of the things the group was going to do was they were going to break into a power station and turn everything off and then occupy the power station oh like that was one of their plans it's like a movie i know yeah they had like really grand things that they were planning on doing to Mm -hmm. make the news and stuff they in nottingham um they had a community center that they would meet at Mm -hmm. and they went there to a meeting for the mobilization against the g8 summit in scotland okay i don't really know what that means and why they didn't like the g8 summit i guess it's because people weren't making good enough like the g8 summit is where world leaders get together and talk about climate change yeah i don't i wish that i were smarter and i could remember better but i (laughs) feel like there's some connection between bush and g8 and like different sides of that yeah all i know about it is it is that's where they go to make promise all the nations make promises about what they're going to do about climate change right and the point of them protesting at it was, you're not doing enough. Mm. Yeah, I mean, anybody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what was going on. Okay. So anyway, she went there to this community center and there she met a guy called Mark Stone. And they were sitting next to each other and they got talking and they had loads in common and they they both really liked country music and climbing and traveling and like traveling around in a caravan or like mm. a VW or whatever. Yeah. And obviously political projects. Right. So... Kate thought that he seemed really nice and he was charming. So they met at a few more events and he started to become more involved in her group. And then they started seeing a bit more of each other. And then this is directly from Kate. She said, we started a relationship. I mean, he was quite a lot older than me, nearly 10 years older than me and was very romantic. And that set the tone for the relationship. He moved in with me and a group of my friends very fast and he was involved in pretty much every aspect of my life. Mm. So they are getting it on. Yeah. But he was really guarded about his past. And he didn't introduce Kate to any of his friends. Red flag. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've clogged it. Yeah. So he had, But he had an excuse for that. Oh. Well, or a reason. Let's hear it. <laughs> and that was that he'd been involved in drug running from Grenada and the south of Spain, and from London. Basically, he said he worked as a delivery driver, and through that, he met some people, and he got involved in some messy business, and had to leave London to get away from that life. Hmm. This is, like, suitably vague. Okay. And he said there were some nasty people that he didn't want to find him. So he that's why he wasn't taking her to meet his London friends or whatever. Sure. And she just said it wasn't something that I questioned him further about i just left it because it seemed like private yeah i think maybe at 23 you maybe wouldn't but at my age i'd be like what's your fucking deal yeah i don't have time for this yeah no (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, they moved in together, but they were live. It was like a share house, so they were living with friends. Okay, but they were they were in a room. Yeah, and they went on holiday together, and he met all of her family and all of her friends, and like went to her grandma's ninetieth birthday party, like mm. proper proper boyfriend. Yeah, and then in two thousand and five, Kate wanted to move to Spain, but Mark didn't. Okay. So they broke up and but they broke up amicably. Yeah. And they remained friends. Right. Again, this is why you do not remain friends with your exes. <laughs> you just burn that bridge to death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I'm, I was trying to convince everyone at the party last night that they shouldn't talk to any of their exes. I was being like, it's scorched earth policy, it's the best policy, trust me. And everyone was like, okay. <laughs> I get it, Talissa. They're like, well, I'm not going to cut my ex out now. Like, <laughs> maybe in future yeah, I'll consider it's a little it. late. <laughs> oh god, I don't know why I was dying on that hill so hard. <laughs> I I sometimes agree with you on that. I've yeah. I've I, you've definitely turned me around on that because <laughs> if I had known that when I was younger, then a hundred percent I probably would have been in a better place mentally, but. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to like, even if you do that to a degree. Yeah, I feel like it's good. Yeah, separating like, di- like distance between yeah. you, basically. Yeah. So they remain friends. So they went out for two years from two thousand three to two thousand five, mm-hmm. and so for the next seven years, she is living in Spain. Okay. So this takes us up to two thousand and ten. Right. So she's still been speaking to Mark regularly. And he would visit her sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. So he went to visit her in 2010. And so five years after they broke up and he took her for dinner and they walked by the water afterwards and they were speaking about their lives now and stuff. And that's the last time that she saw him. Okay. 2010. Yeah. Okay. So then two months after that, she received a phone call from one of her friends from the climate group mm-hmm. telling her Mark wasn't who she thought he was okay he was you ready for this this is the big reveal (laughs) okay a lizard man no he wasn't he was a (laughs) married Mm. undercover police officer with two kids okay this is starting to sound familiar okay okay. yeah so he was sent to infiltrate the group and to thwart their protests yep yep so some members of the group became suspicious of him when nearly every protest that they organized was intercepted by the police before it started. Mm. So like someone here. Yeah. It's impossible. Which one of us? Yeah, it's impossible that they would know right. about every single fucking <laughs> protest. They were like, right, who who is the plant? Yeah. Yeah, they believe someone in the group was tipping the police off. And because Mark was so cagey about his past, mm-hmm. they suspected him first. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. And also like there were there was um somebody called Jack like Jack, not his real name, in the in the article I was reading on Vice, mm-hmm. um, that was saying he ate meat and okay. no one else did. Yeah. Because they're an environmentalist group. Right. So like, why the fuck would you not be vegetarian? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, okay, well, that's not really in keeping. Yeah. Um, he also said he talked in air quotes, like a bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which English people don't really say. Like, it's more of an American thing to yeah, say bro. Especially like, back then. That yeah. wasn't really a saying even here, I don't think. Ahead of his time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, I mean, he also said that um, he was like, yeah, he was just really macho. Right. And that kind of wasn't the vibe of that group either. No. They were like, everybody's just themselves. Like, you don't have anything to prove. Right. 
Um, he also had a lot more money than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that was suspect. Yeah. He also couldn't really hold conversations with the group about activism. Like, mm-hmm. and he would change the subject if it got a bit complicated. It doesn't sound like a very good secret <laughs> agent. <laughs> like, in a way, he was obviously amazing. Yeah. But in, yeah, in other ways, he hadn't done his research, right. like, at all. Also, can't you be vegetarian for, like, your mission or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I think James Bond is going to be a vegetarian for a couple of months. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not James Bond. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, another thing that got him found out was... He had another relationship with the wo- with another woman in the group, mm. and she's known only as Lisa mm-hmm. because she doesn't want her name like yeah. out in the public eye. And he got with her like almost as soon as he broke up with Kate. Okay, so they also found that a bit weird. Yeah, they were like another red flag. Yeah, it's like if someone's your boyfriend, you're going to be like completely on their side. Right? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think he he used that as a as a way to not be kicked out of the group. Yeah. Because then you'd have someone being like, "Oh, don't be mean. He's my boyfriend." He this he's making me think even more that he's just a crappy secret agent <laughs> undercover cop where he's just like focusing on I guess that would be a tactic is just like get romantically involved but i it also seems sleazy i had to do it for my job yeah yeah i'm sorry wife i had to do this yeah it's fucked up it's part of the job like it's not like when an actor has to kiss an actress on tv like you don't have to do that no one's telling you to do that it's not in the script yeah yeah so it it is yeah it is fucking sleazy i'm not sure his wife knew that I wouldn't imagine she did. No. Yeah, they they basically, they went on holiday together to Italy and... The two new couple. Yeah, sorry. Um, Le- yeah, Lisa, Lisa and Mark. Yeah. Okay. They'd been together for six years. Okay. And then they went on holiday. Wow. In the summer of 2010, they went to Italy. One day, Lisa was looking for sunglasses in the glove box. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she was though, because she found a passport and then <laughs> chose to... Go to the photo page and look at it. I suppose you do, don't you? Like, yeah. you want to see someone's funny passport photo, right? So I can see that. Yeah. And then it, she saw that it wasn't Mark Stone; it was Mark Kennedy. Mm. And she was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And it said he was a father. Mm. Where does, does it say it? that on your passport? Yeah. We're- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just quoting from Vice here, but okay. like, <laughs> apparently, your passport says if you're a dad. Wow. Does it? Yeah. If you have a kid, do they put them on your passport instead of giving them their own? No. You know how I know? Because when we moved to Ireland, mm-hmm. my baby sister, my youngest sister, was a month old. And she had to get her passport picture taken. Yeah. And baby- A month old. A month old baby. <laughs> Generic can, baby face. Yes. Cannot hold up their head. So her, <laughs> her passport picture- is just imagine a tiny baby head with my dad's hand <laughs> strangling around the neck to like hold the head. It's like this huge hand and a tiny baby head just like looking at the camera. Lay her down. <laughs> they did. They laid her down, but like, oh, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's oh how God, I that's know. So funny. Like, you can't just put your child on your passport. Although maybe it's different for England. He's British, right? Yeah. So maybe it's slightly different, but 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't think so. How long would that last for, you know? Yeah. As your your child, like... To- I don't know. If anyone knows the answer, then let me <laughs> yeah. know because this is this is fully conjecture. <laughs> like I've got a fucking clue. Then she found a phone in the glove box. Okay. He is sloppy as fuck. Yeah. Why are you leaving her in a car? Yeah. With your, you've been going out with her for six years, and now you get sloppy again. That's way too long to be dating secretly dating someone in a a couple of months, maybe a couple of months. Maybe a year if you are... And then disappear into the ether. Yeah. Yeah. Break up with them. Yeah. She found a phone and obviously went through it. Put a lock on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And it had emails on it addressed to dad. Okay. So she was like, okay, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, So she confronted him when he came back to the car. Yeah. And he broke down crying what grow up i don't believe anything about this man with these fake tears like what crying for himself because he's got caught because he's a fucking idiot who doesn't put his phone take it in your pocket right like he said he was using the name stone to throw off people from his drug dealing past Mm -hmm. and he said the emails were from this is he said the emails were from a boy who was the son of his former drug running partner. And when that partner died, he adopted the kid. So he was like, that's why he calls me dad. But you never shared that information Until before. now. Yeah. Because like, that's not something to be ashamed of. No, it's something you would actually probably be pretty proud of. Yeah. <laughs> but you haven't seen him in six years. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not that good a dad. Right. <laughs> she still goes out with him. She, like, believes him. Okay. Because she was like... He kind of sounds like he might be manipulative, though. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like you just really don't want it to be true. Yeah, you want to believe the person that you've been dating for six years. What's easier? Like, Mm. believing his lie or tearing apart your entire life? Yeah. Fine, I'll just believe what you said. Let's just say for... Ruining your Italian holiday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We were going out for pizza. Fine, you adopted someone. Whatever. (laughs) Months later, she confided in Jack, the guy that called him a bro, mm-hmm. and she's about what happened. She was like, "Oh, the, like he says he's got all this like secret kid and da da da," and he looked into it. Like Jack was like, "Right, I'm fucking going rogue. Okay, I'm gonna look him up." Yeah. Um. So he looked into it, and he couldn't find any evidence of somebody called Mark Stone who like fitted the description and age and stuff. Yeah. But he did find public records of a Mark Kennedy with a wife and two children. Okay. And he located a birth certificate for one of Mark's children. Whoa, you got into it. Yeah, but you can do that on like Ancestry.com. I guess so, yeah. I mean, he would have had to pay for it, but he was... Sure. He was on a mission to take this fucker down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On a birth certificate, it lists your dad's occupation, your Mm. mum and dad's occupation, and the occupation was police officer. Mm. So he was like... Um, they also found a phone number for his wife. Okay. And they called it. Yeah. And he answered the oh, phone. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they were like, you need to come and explain yourself. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And he actually did. Yeah. You'd think you'd just fuck off at that point. If this was your job, I feel like you are probably prepared for some point. Do you think? At some point, somebody figured. Yeah. Yeah, so you, point. I guess you would have to 
come up with some... I'm guessing you're going to tell me an explanation that he had. I am. Okay. <laughs> then that's what I would assume. You would have to, you'd have to have some kind of fake explanation or honest one. I don't know. Actually, I lied. Um, he... So he basically says, yeah, I do have a wife and kids. Yeah. He admits that. Yeah. But he won't admit that he's a police officer. That's stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. But I think he's just maybe... Like, it doesn't really go into it, but if I were him, mm -hmm. I'd be like, we're getting a divorce. Like, you know, that mm. bullshit that, like, people make up right. when they get caught cheating on their wife. Right. And they're like, she doesn't understand me. Yeah. Like, do We've been separated for six years. We just live... It, like, sometimes I go back there to see the kids. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. But he said he wasn't a police officer, but they... They wouldn't let him leave. Okay. And they just drilled him until 1am he finally caved in. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Again, not a good secret agent undercover guy. Didn't hold up under pressure. No. So, basically, Mark was one of a number of police officers who had been tasked with infiltrating left-wing activists and stopping their protest. Mm -hmm. And the name of the operation was Pegasus. Mm -hmm. And it had been going on since 1970. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it sparked over over its span. So it stopped in 2010 because of this. Because of this. <laughs> Stupid Mark. Yeah. He ruined it, literally. He did. But it was not cool because it spied on more than 1,000 predominantly left-wing and progressive mm -hmm. political groups. Right. Many undercover police officers got into sexual relationships with women they were supposed to be spying on. And even some of them even married them. And had children with them. For See, that's what, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, this seems like a really sleazy way of uh -huh. getting away with something for the name of like, oh, it's my job. You're getting your dick wet, yeah. basically, for your job. Right. Like, you're getting and your you end do, away. <laughs> you don't have to, like, every emotion is fake. Like, you don't have to have any emotion tied to it because you're like, well, it's my job. It's just one big game, basically. Yeah. Of how what the what, how much can I get away with? Right. For as long as the Pegasus project was running, so forty years, mm -hmm. and obviously at this point, Kate got a phone call and she found out that Mark had been told to specifically target her. They had like a mm. list of influential people in oh, the groups. Oh wow! Okay. And he'd been given funding and resources, so yeah. that's why he had loads of money. Yeah. Um, and he was followed everywhere by a team of handlers, managers, and other senior officers. Okay. So they knew what yeah. was going on yeah. completely. So a little bit about Mark Kennedy. Okay. He's kind of good looking, but like he had, it looks like he's got a glass eye. <laughs> because one eye doesn't move. Okay. So so it, like my story a couple of weeks ago where it was like, yeah. he has one <laughs> lazy green eye yeah yeah <laughs> okay so he's it looks so he's he's always looking in two directions basically okay and i was like i'm one of these people when something like that happens or like for example chandler in friends i don't know if you've ever noticed he's missing the tip of his finger oh on one of his hands i didn't know that have you not noticed it i, I guess not no. i noticed it because they hug all the time and friends, right? Yeah. So you get a shot of like his hands on someone's back. Yeah. And I was like, there's something wrong with the end of his, like the end of his finger is missing. Yeah. And he basically trapped it in a door when he was a kid. Oh. And that's why it's not there. Okay. But I'm one of those people, I have to know why. <laughs> like I have to know how it happened and why it happened. Yeah. Like cautionary tales of how not to lose the end of your finger, basically. Right. 
And so I'm so glad that Vice told you what <laughs> happened to his eye. Yeah. So basically he was two and he was playing with a cardboard box and he got a staple stuck in his eye. <gasps> how horrific is oh, that? Oh no. You're, like how much it hurts when you scratch your eye yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Imagine a fucking How annoying it is when, when you get your hair in your eye or like an eyelash it's or something. agony. Yeah. Like fuck and he's two years old oh poor baby luckily he didn't remember it, i guess if you well you might remember that it's pretty harrowing but mm-hmm. yeah so basically that damaged the muscles and it meant that he couldn't focus his eye okay so that eye just didn't move in the socket basically okay so that's a bit of a weird when you look at him it's a bit of a weird feature i guess like they it's memorable yeah, yeah that's what i mean like when you look at him he hasn't got a face that would just blend into the background because okay. there's something on his face that you would notice. Right. Yeah, he joined the police in his 20s. And as well, this is the Met Police. So mm. in England at the moment, like that's like that's like the London Metropolitan Police. Yeah. They have been in so much shit recently. Yeah. Because of Sarah Everard. Right. Um, and this just... And there's also like a couple of police officers in the Met that posed with a dead body. And sent it to a WhatsApp group that they were in. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And, like, loads of them have been done for, like, sexual assault Mm -hmm. and racist. Just corruption. They're just a shitty police force, basically. And and the the woman who was the head of that, of the Met, she was, she's got a funny name, she's called Cressida Dick. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But anyway, she retired, uh, like, resigned over all the shit they've been in recently. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite, and then obviously this was one in many, Mm -hmm. in a course of many fuck ups that they have done that have recently come to light. And in 1999, he did a course that taught him how to be an undercover agent to catch drug dealers. Mm -hmm. So he did really well at that. And he worked in that field for four years. And then in 2002, he passed a series of tests that meant he could work with the National Public Order Intelligence Unit. And that was set up to spy on groups that police deemed extremist and could cause public disruption. Okay. So like Extinction Rebellion, people like that. Um, The targets were, in truth, activists working on social justice, anti-racist and environmental campaigns. Mm -hmm. So Mark relocated to Nottingham from London for this mission that he was on. Yeah. Did his family as well? It doesn't, doesn't say. I'm assuming no, because if you run into your kid in the street... Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to... No. They're not going to pretend or... Yeah. So I think you'd have to be away from people that know you. He he said he chose the last name Stone because it sounded neutral. Okay. (laughs) Weird (laughs) feature. I don't know why I kept that in. Um, They they were taught as undercover officers to always keep your first name Mm -hmm. because it's really important if you're stuck in a crowd and somebody's shouting at you to do something or calling you, you need to be able to react to your own name. Yeah. And you'd forget. Right. But I couldn't do that. Yeah, I'd have to change it to Melissa. Your yeah, your name is too uh, different. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, like a generic name, so I I would have to be Melissa. Yeah, that'd be my or spy Alyssa, name. Melissa, something like that. Stone. <laughs> what were we, Melissa we were Sofa? <laughs> that's what we were doing at the baseball game. I don't Tom, even know why we were doing that. Tom Cheer yeah. Baseball <laughs> Face. Why were we even thinking about making up a name? I don't know. 
Oh yeah, and then we forgot the fucking name of the Beatles. Yeah. Like we got John. All three of us couldn't remember George. We got John, Paul and Ringo and then we were like, oh my God, what? who is the fourth Beatle? Yeah. And then we were like, is there even a fourth Beatle? Was it a three-piece <laughs> band? Nope. Embarrassing. So embarrassing. Really embarrassing. And then at the party last night. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows the four Beatles, right? And everyone was like, yeah. A hundred percent. It's yeah. like going... Everyone knows the colours in a traffic light. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like that level of, of course, right. why you ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you talking about this right now? No reason. No, yeah. <laughs> just, no, nothing. just wondering. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so he, basically his mission was to infiltrate the Sumac Centre. That's where they all would meet up. Mm-hmm. Where um, Kate was. And they kind of explain this in the podcast, which is... Which I found real. I remember. It, I remember finding it funny that he ba- he was basically like, "How am I going to look like a dirty hippie?" Mm. So he was like, he bought black clothes and pierced his ears and let his hair grow long. Okay, <laughs> that's him like pretending to be a that hippie. Is such a like bro, <laughs> yeah, bro's way of like how what do hippies look like? They have piercings and they have long, long hair. hair. The blokes have long hair and the girls yeah. have short hair. Right. Okay. <laughs> Those are the rules. So yeah, he did that. That was a, all these details were from a book um, called Undercover, the True Story of Britain's Secret Police by Guardian journalists, Rob Evans and Paul Lewis, if anyone wants to read more about it. Mm. He also invented his backstory. So he'd always been good at climbing. So he decided that he would present himself as a professional rope technician. Okay. Who did work on cranes and skyscrapers, and that was a way that he could explain away his absence. Mm. So, like, oh, I'm away on a job, basically. Because he would disappear for, like, a week. Okay. To go and see his actual wife, I'm assuming. And check in with his actual job. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah, he... And he he also said that he previously made a lot of money smuggling cocaine from Pakistan. Okay. So that was the drug story. Kate learned... In the end, that at least seven other people that she knew from the group were undercover agents. Whoa. Yep. And Sounds like half the group were like, under- not even real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Many women in the group had relationships with them. Yeah. That's gross. It's really gross. So in 2011, eight women began a legal claim against the Met Police. Hmm. And it took them... 10 years because the police would say your human rights weren't infringed and tried to basically bat it off keep them quiet pay them off um ignore their phone calls ignore anything right and after 10 years of fighting the met was ordered to pay kate two hundred twenty-nine thousand pounds in compensation. It's kind of a random number. Yeah, it is. small, a little bit. Do you think it's small? I mean, I'd be happy with it. Yeah, but... I'd be all right with it. <laughs> you say, well, what, how much money have you got? Yeah. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> For her emotional suffering. Yeah. And they had a tribunal. A tribunal? Tribunal. 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 Mm-hmm. I want to say tribunal, though. <laughs> I thought that was the word. But anyway, a tribunal acknowledged... That dating targets was not an approved police technique. Okay. But they found that senior officers were quite extraordinarily naive. I don't know if they were naive. No. They were... F- That's absolute horseshit. 
because he was being followed the whole time. He said like right, he had, had to check supervisors. In. Right. Also, another thing that they proved was he had written he had to obviously yeah like report back yeah and he had written i need to buy kate a mountain bike for a present uh-huh and they approved it yeah they know what he's spending all his money on right he has to say like oh we're gonna go and visit her parents for the weekend so i need yeah. money for it i or, need to buy train tickets yeah or so they know exactly what's going on it's you wouldn't and you wouldn't spend a weekend with like your friend's family. Right. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. knew he was his, they knew he was her boyfriend. Right. So he's obviously having sex with her. So they were saying that they had no clue yeah, that he that they were wasn't... naive. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which is clearly not true. Yeah. So yeah, the quote is um the officers senior officers were quite extraordinarily naive, totally unquestioning or chose to turn a blind eye to the actions of officers who were getting results. Mm. I feel like it's the last one. Yeah. Um, And then there's just this last little bit. So um, an inquiry to undercover policing is already underway. So this happened. She got her money in 2022. Wow. It's only just happened. 12 years later. Uh, How would you feel? Somebody you dated 12 years ago, you just sued them for emotional distress and you got 200 grand. I'd feel pretty good about it. If I was in the business of suing boyfriends for emotional distress, I'd be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> Rachel. I would be living in the fucking Hollywood Hills yeah. in a big mansion. You know what? Maybe we should we should all start doing that to yeah. our past. <laughs> Maybe that would send a message. I'm owed a million. Yes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so there's a report that's going to be published mm. in 2023 okay. about like the inappropriate behavior of police officers right. fucking people that they should just be spying on. Yeah. You don't have to fuck them. No. You really don't. You know what I keep thinking of, though, is that movie with Jennifer Lawrence, Red Swan or something like that, where oh, she trains yeah. to be... Like an undercover agent in mm-hmm. Russia, mm-hmm. and like part of that because it's all women. Mm-hmm. Part of that is like learning to seduce men, mm-hmm. but that's not long term. Thing is, this this raises a question yeah. that me and my friends regularly talk about. Okay, because once I slept with somebody, and then I found out that they were a Tory. Yeah, and I was like, I would not have fucked you had I known that. Yeah, I'm like, it's not rape, but like, given the information. I wouldn't have slept with you. Sure. And that happens so much. Like people lie to get you to sleep with them or they don't give you certain information that they know would put you off. Okay. I was going to say like, you don't always know what's going to put someone off. That's true. He probably didn't think I would find it so disgusting. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he... Like some people don't care like what your political persuasion is a lot of people do especially our age but like yeah yeah so it's basically a question of once you know that person yeah well enough but yeah i'm thinking about it i was gonna say i found out that another person that i was seeing for a little bit like was an anti-vaxxer right and then i was like i would never have got anywhere near you had i known that yeah but he didn't think it was wrong to yeah. be an anti-vaxxer. Right. Or he didn't think it would bother me as much as it did. Right. So I guess I see what you're saying. But I'm also like, I wish 
there was a feature of life where you could turn back time. <laughs> I just mean like, you know, like spies, like going back to Nazi times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Spies, you are encouraged as like an undercover person to make friends with people and be charming and be charming and get into their social group and then maybe have a romantic but i think it's really wrong to continue that over the span of a long time like he did yeah also another another feature of this was they were like in england you're allowed to protest Mm -hmm. so what the police are doing is like Right. Stopping people yeah. from getting out a message yeah. that they want to get out. Yeah. Which they have every right to do. That uh, Again, that also seems like such a waste of resources. Like, a why huge waste of did money. Did you really need to go to this extent of dating Kate or Lisa in Lisa order to be just... way more pissed off. <laughs> yeah. In order to just stop some protests every once in a while. Like, was there any real danger for anyone involved like i understand infiltrating a terrorist group who might yeah you know bomb somewhere but was this group actually gonna do anything it doesn't sound like it no but and it also kind of stinks of like it's the government the government's agenda Mm. to not have people vocally saying like you should be doing more right and like stopping, it's like bad press. Yeah. People are like, what are, the, what are the police doing about it? Like people right. gluing themselves to the road and I can't get to work. Right. Like, you know, it makes the police look good that they've stopped this right. protest. Yeah. But the way in which they went about it was sleazy. Fucking up people's lives. Yeah. Like, so basically, yeah, the report's coming out in 2023. And then while Chief Constable Alan Pusley, the NPCC lead for undercover policing, he said, Kennedy's case had prompted significant changes in police operations. And that is the story of Kate Wilson. <laughs> Did it, though? Because it sounds like... We're not like going to the... know. Sec- it's secret. Yeah. Yeah, they're never going to tell. But I think that's what the report, I guess, right. is for. Yeah. Th- yeah. So uh, that pr- probably then, didn't. They're not going to like no. that report. Like, yeah. I think everyone knows what's going to be in it. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. I guess it just has to be written down for it to be official. But like, how angry would you be if you found out that somebody you went out with for two years was completely fucking lying to you? Uh, pretty angry. Yeah, I'd be pretty angry. <laughs> At that extent, yes. To find out somebody had a, a wife and two kids or whatever. And not only are that they... That would be horrible. Yeah, and like, not only are they... Not only have they lied to you, so you've got that layer of it, mm-hmm. they are also against everything you hold dear. Yeah. And they're trying to fuck up something. You're that you- questioning everything that you've talked about. Like, how much are you going to believe them when they said this? You're not going to believe them when they were like, oh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you for this protest. Let's go. Yeah. And then the after that, they say, I love you. You're not going to believe anything after that, any conversation that you've had. Yeah. In two years, you would fall in love with someone. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go out for two years and not say, I love you. No. So they were saying, like, I love you. Like, I want to have kids with you. Or yeah. I want to do this in the future. Right. And it's all bullshit. It's manipulative. I think you have to be a certain kind of person to be an undercut. Like, I'd be so shit at that job. I would forget immediately what I'd said. Like, 
I'd forget the lie I just told Melissa, immediately. What? <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah. I can't keep my story straight and it's my story. <laughs> like, let alone one I've made up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I watching or listening to the other day? They were talking about Judge Judy. And she, <laughs> Judge Judy always says, like, if you're telling the truth, you're not going to forget it. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like you would be. <laughs> like, even if you forget the truth all the time, you're not going to be I forget the truth constantly, <laughs> exactly. let alone lies. <laughs> yeah. Great story, and I'm glad that they did fight back and they did something. Good Otherwise, for her. no one would would still know, and they'd probably be still continuing doing that kind of stuff. Yep. Now, when you're in an activist group and somebody turns up and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can't meet my friends," you're gonna be like, "Get out!" And they have a really basic name like <laughs> John Stone Wall <laughs> Pillow, Fred Suitcase. <laughs> Then you're going to be like, hmm, I don't know about this guy. Exactly. Yeah. And you go, so what do you think about the G8 summit? And they're going to be like, I think it's bloody brilliant. <laughs> right. Let's get some drinks. <laughs> so anyway, how was your uh, <laughs> yeah. how was your day yesterday? Love all that. Moving on. Love protests. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go. <laughs> Good job, Talissa. Thanks, pal. You did a great job live. In the same room. Live from LA. <laughs> With Tito right next to you. He's being very cute. And his ears like flop down. Yeah. Cute boy. Okay. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Live again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to Transatlantic Crime this week. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media... You can find us on Twitter at Transat Crime Pod, Instagram at Transatlantic Crime, and on Facebook with Transatlantic Crime Podcast. Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs>